Welcome to Reflections from the Heart, presented by Stewardship, a mission of faith. Reflections from the Heart with your host, David Abel, is an outreach of Gospel Reflection, a ministry of Stewardship, a mission of faith. For the next 30 minutes, please join David as he breaks open the bread of life in the Gospel reading for Sunday's Mass. And as the same Holy Spirit who inspired the biblical writers, inspires us today with the truths he reveals to our hearts through his word. Now, here's David with Reflections from the Heart. Welcome, everyone, to another session of Reflections from the Heart. My name's David Abel. Today, I'm joined by Rob Longo, Tom Ferto, and Mark Middendorf. Welcome, one and all. Thank you, David. It's great to be here. Awesome. Mark's in from Augustine Institute visiting with us, and it's amazing what they're doing with Formed and all the parishes all over the country and in the diocese. We were just so amazed at that gift that they're giving to the, the church today. So, Rob, we're going to start uh, today with Matthew's Gospel, chapter 10, verses 26 through 33. But before we break open the bread of life, Rob, do you mind inviting the Holy Spirit into our hearts to help us see what Jesus wants to speak to us today? I would love to. In the name of the, the Father, Father Son, Son, Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Amen. So God, first of all, we just want to thank you. Thank you so much for your love. Thank you for the opportunity for Mark to uh, to be here visiting us from Augustine Institute. Thank you for the work that you are doing through them to reach so many people, so many people with your love. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for the gift of reflections from the heart, the opportunity to prepare our hearts for Mass on Sunday. So as we break open your word and we hear you speaking to us, Lord, help us to be docile, that we are so moldable, teachable, that you will guide us as husbands, as as fathers, as wives, as mothers, as brothers, sisters, friends, guide us in all areas of our life, in our in our ministry, in our families, in our schools, in our workplace, with our neighbors and our neighborhood. Please, Lord, help us to be courageous, help us to be your light, help us to be your joy in everything we do. And we pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Name the Father, Father Son, Son, Holy Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Amen. And uh, Mark, do you mind giving us a little bit of gospel love today? Be my honor. So this is from Matthew 10, as David said. Jesus said to the twelve, Fear no one. Nothing is concealed that will not be revealed, nor secret that will not be known. What I say to you in the darkness, speak in the light. What you hear whispered, Proclaim on the housetops, and do not be afraid of those who kill the body, but cannot kill the soul. Rather, be afraid of the one who can destroy both soul and body in Gehenna. Are not two sparrows sold for a small coin? Yet not one of them falls to the ground without your father's knowledge. Even all the hairs of your head are counted. So do not be afraid. You are worth more than many sparrows. Everyone who acknowledges me before others... I will acknowledge before my heavenly Father. But whoever denies me before others, I will deny before my heavenly Father. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Christ. So as a resident bald guy, I, I, I look at this and say, I'm giving God a little break today, right? So he, does, so he doesn't have to worry about counting, uh, count, <laughs> counting any hairs on, on my head. Uh, I, I definitely have a head for radio. But no, it just shows you how much God loves us. You know, these two sparrows, right? Uh, he cares for everything in creation, but then it comes to us, right? The crown jewel of, of his creation. And he loves us. He knows us intimately, inside and out. And he wants to have a relationship with us. He wants to be involved in everything. He wants us to include him, invite him, and just hang out with him. You know, as, as you know, the four of us here uh, in, in the studio, we're all fathers. Mm-hmm. And I remember one time uh, my son 
in the, in the early, early mornings, I was you know up at like 3.30 getting ready to, to leave really early. And it, everything was pitch black except the bathroom where I was. And he came in. He opened the door. And his eyes squinted, you know, from, mm. from you know, see, seeing the light. And I said, bud, what, what, what do you want? He says, I don't want, I don't want anything. I just want you. Mm. And I was like, as a father, my heart melted. Right? Mm. So God the Father wants us. Mm. He wants us. He didn't create us out of need. He created us out of desire and love, and he wants us. And so many times in prayer, I like sometimes feel like I have to perform. That was a that was a good prayer time. That was a bad prayer time. Like I give myself grades on praying. Like God just wants to hang out, and he mm. wants me to just to be with him. Just like like it melted my heart that my son just wanted me. He didn't want money from me. He didn't want. He just wanted me. Mm. And you know that's that's our father. He knows us. It loves us, and he just wants to hang out with us. Yeah, it's amazing on the when you talk about the darkness, you know, and it says here in the gospel, what I say to you in the darkness, what what comes to my heart when I hear that those words is this uh this image they call the divine mercy image. Mm-hmm. And the Vilnius version of that image uh that the Marians of the Immaculate Conception promote on the sacred art, that uh image, Jesus, if you look at the background, it's a pic Jesus is his he's taken a step in the p- image, but the background is completely dark because he's entering our darkness. And so when I see that, what I say to you in the darkness, our darkness, speak in the light. And when we're given this incredible gift of faith, it is a gift, his love, to share it and uh, proclaim it on the housetops, as it says there. And and then just at the bottom of that image, it says, uh, Jesus, I trust in you. So we don't have to fear anyone. We, we don't have to. Uh, we can trust our Father. We can trust our Lord, the Holy Spirit. So it's just, uh, it's just amazing how much our God loves us. So it's, so it's he speaks into our darkness. We proclaim it. And other people that are in their own darkness are going to feel Jesus reaching yeah. them. You know, because it's it's through our wounds and through the dark times in our lives that Jesus comes and carries us, like the footprints poem. You know, there's only one set. Lord, where'd you go? It's like, well, isn't that time that I carried you? So I never looked at it like that, Mark. But it's so true that when Jesus meets us in our darkness, that's our testimony to to His love and His mercy, and uh, and then we speak that into other people's darkness. And when we recognize and have that trust, and we recognize that unending, unfathomable love of the Father, that's what then diffuses fear. This is not not saying fear no one as in, hey, it's no big deal, you know. No, they're, they're, we're going to be challenged. We're going to worry. We're going to have uh, things that are put before us, but to the degree that we understand that we are held in his hands, that we are more valuable than anything, that diffuses fear. And I remember, like, you know, back in the early 80s, you know, as a, as a, as a young man uh, in Hawaii in the Army, all the surfing world I was part of, and, and like, no fear, right, was the big, uh, was the big bumper sticker and the, that came out in the 80s. And everywhere you looked, there was a bumper sticker or T-shirts, you know, no fear, no fear. And, of course, that was a message of, hey, just be bold and be strong. And, and that's what we're talking about here. We're not talking about muscling through fear with our Father here. We're talking about having confidence, having trust, knowing His love, so that when things do come up, you know what? Yeah, I'm going to be challenged. I'm going to be rattled a little bit, but I know in the end how this is going to play out, that my loving Father is not going to abandon me. And that's what gets us through the fear. It's not, you know, being macho. It's not being strong. It's being confident and having trust. That's what diffuses the fear of the world. 
That's beautiful, Tom. And, and, you know, fear is one of the greatest tactics and weapons mm. of the enemy. It's used to silence us. It's used to enslave us. And so for me, it says here, fear no one. Well, it's not a mistake. A little bit later, it says, be afraid of the one. And it's like, well, that's confusing because you just said to fear no one, but now I'm supposed to be afraid of the one. That's right. We're to fear no one except to have a holy fear mm. of the loss of the relationship with God our Father through our choice, our free will choice to sin. So this be afraid of the one who can destroy both soul and body in Gehenna is a holy fear. I don't want to lose my soul. I don't want to lose my eternity with my Father in heaven, with my Lord Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit in that eternal exchange of love. So the only fear that I am to have is a holy fear, fear of the loss of that relationship, which could end up in the loss of that eternal union and exchange of love of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. We are not to be afraid of the enemy who's out to rob and to steal. We are not to be afraid of anything of this world. That's the meaning of this, this scripture verse, because to have fear empowers the enemy. And it's a lack of trust, quite honestly, in the one who is in us, which scripture tells us is greater is he who is in us than he who is in the world. And in just in an earlier conversation with David, he talked about letting the, that light of Christ shine through us, but it doesn't stop with us. So like a glass, a crystal, where the light shines through the glass, the light of Christ needs to shine through us, so to other people's darkness. So because if, if the light, it's all focused on us, that light's not going to enter their darkness. Right. But if it mm. flows through us into mm. their darkness, uh, you know, and I... I and, and often I find, you know, where, where that last verse, everyone who acknowledges me before others, I will acknowledge before my heavenly Father. What a promise that is. And But whoever denies me before others, I will deny before my heavenly Father. And if we keep eternity in mind, and yeah. when, when God puts us and wants to use us to love all of his brothers and sisters, wherever they're at, and he's trying to use us because he's given us this light. We have to let that light shine through us to others and not be afraid to uh, love other people, you know, strangers we might meet on a plane or, you know, and to, to use those moments to invite people to come to know our Heavenly Father. And what's key about that, what you just pointed out is this is Jesus Christ making you that promise, mm-hmm. Mark. Hmm. making me that promise, making each one of our listeners that promise. So what we do need to have is the eyes of Christ Hmm. to see every human being we meet, see through that sin and see the precious son or the precious daughter of God the Father that the world has contorted and to love them exactly where they're at. Don't judge, don't condemn. Pray for them, you betcha. Jesus says, don't just love your brothers and sisters, love your enemies. Pray for the ones who persecute you. That is the greatest weapon, love and prayer for those who are trapped in addictions, those who are trapped in the enemy's traps to help set them free. 
And then St. Paul goes on to say, persevere, persevere in prayer. Don't stop. Don't listen to the enemy who says, oh, you know what? God's not listening to you. You know what? You prayed enough. Ah, that's not God. That's not God. I think St. Augustine had his mother praying, what, 20 years? <laughs> 20 years to get him to say, well, I think it's about time. And then he became one of the church's greatest church leaders you know, in, mm. in the whole Catholic Church, a doctor of the church. Mm. And, and Tom, I thank you, Tom Fertile, for your yes and your courage 13 years ago to speak the truth to me because it helped to set me, which Tom didn't even know this, a captive to the enemy's addictions helped set me free. When you spoke the words in a meeting in front of the priest and all the other prisoners who were at that meeting, and you challenged me with truth to help me see clearly that stewardship's not about money. It's about an understanding of the heart that everything we have is a gift from God that we're to use to help others. Tom, the Holy Spirit spoke through you and pierced my heart. It changed my life. It changed my relationship with God. It set me free. It was the tool God used. But you had to have no fear and the courage to speak those words. So, Tom, thank you. Thank you. Because the ripple effect of that moment 13 years ago has impacted millions of people around the world. Not by me, but the work that Christ is doing in me with me and through me and through all the others that God has brought into my life to allow me to be that instrument in his hands. Thank you. Thank you for that, David. Much appreciated. And I, and I think, you know, the, it it's it goes back to this acknowledging me. I think in so many times we can read a scripture passage like this and say, well, he who acknowledges me, and we think about, you know, uh, you know, the lion's den, or I'm going I'm to be martyred for my faith. And we think that's what it means to acknowledge God, to stand up to, and, and that could be true. But for most of us in our lives, it's not going to be, you know, at, at gunpoint. It's, de- it's not going to be in a lion's den. It's going to be in the line at Walmart with that person who's a little bit irate. It's going to be as we talk to friends about their own situations and and where will I acknowledge God? Where will I stand up? Well, where will I reach out in love in you know in truth with love uh, to people in my life, to family, to members, to friends, how I deal with those that are suffering. You know, that's that's how we acknowledge God. That's how we acknowledge Christ. It's through those little interactions, not the big grand things that most of us will never see. It's through those daily interactions that have to be approached with love. That's how we acknowledge Christ. To others. And it, what a great examination of conscience that could be at the end of the day and just asking uh, the Lord to, to shed light upon the, you know, the thoughts, the words, the actions where we did acknowledge him, right, and, and celebrate those, but then also to shed light on, well, where did I deny you, Lord, today in my thoughts, in my words, and what I've done and what I failed to do, right? right? So, so, sounds familiar. Right? <laughs> Let me pray. And it's that what I failed to do, that's probably the most difficult examination, Omission. right? Mm. So there's so many times in my life that I have omitted opportunities to reach out, like you're saying, Tom, in, in love, and that's denying our, my Heavenly Father. Like if I'm not, if I'm omitting those opportunities, then that's in a way a, a denial. So uh, this is this is serious stuff here. You know, I, I don't want Jesus to be like, who's this guy, right? right. You know, yeah. it, it's, uh, this is, it's interesting when you hear the 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 three things for stewardship, right? Time, treasure, and talent. But I think often one of the greatest things when we hear the word treasure, we're thinking the financial. And sometimes it might be that. Sometimes God might be calling us to give to 
something or somebody uh, for it. But what's the greatest treasure that we have? It's the gift of faith. And I think of all the things, of all the time, the treasure and talent, the greatest thing that we can share is the treasure of the faith we have. And I think when God is saying, everyone who acknowledges me before others, I will acknowledge before my heavenly Father, to me, that's speaking of the treasure of the faith, that gift of faith mm-hmm. that we've been given, we have to share it with others. Yes. And and share it in a often j- just a, a loving way, not in a you're beating them over the head with it, but it's just in a loving, embracing way, me, being who let Christ use you, use us to be there for them wherever they're at and just love them where they're at. It's like Peter, right? Silver and gold, uh, silver and gold I have not, but what I have I give to you in the name of Jesus Christ, rise. Right, so that's that's a beautiful, you know, imagine saying, walking up to someone and saying, I want to, the Lord has really called me, or just not even, I want to give you the most valuable thing that I have in my life. And how many people do you think are automatically going to think, oh, car, house, money, right? (laughs) So that is the most valuable treasure in our lives, the gifts of the faith, gifts of the Eucharist. It's awesome. Beautiful. And I, you know, I stop on the two words because it just is where the Lord has me right now. This is Jesus speaking. And he says, your father. And then he follows it up twice with, my heavenly father, my heavenly father. Jesus is making the connection, ladies and gentlemen. The father in heaven, God the father is our father. And I just I was asked by by to give a, a retreat. And, and I was like, Lord, what's the retreat on? And it's divine intimacy. Our separated brothers and Christians in, Christians in Christ, um, they talk about a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, which is beautiful. It's the beginning of the relationship with God because it's in, with, and through Jesus Christ that we have access to the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. But then as Catholics... We go into the deep water, the intimacy, the divine intimacy, no more intimate than when we receive the Eucharist. God is sharing him, his very self with us in the reception of the Eucharist. Jesus says it again and again in John chapter 6. You know, must eat my flesh, drink my blood, as you eat my flesh and drink my blood. You have no life in you. And then he sums it all up and tells us what it is. He says, the bread that I will give is my flesh for the life of the world. Jesus is saying, I want to come into you. I want to live in you, with you, through you. And I'm going to give myself to you in the form of bread, but it's going to be me. And I want to impregnate you with my divinity. So as Catholics, we start at that personal relationship with Jesus Christ. With then, he takes us right where? To the Father. He says, the apostle said, teach us how to pray. Jesus says, I will. Our Father. When you realize you're the Son of God, the Father, you have that inheritance in Christ and you claim that, and you allow God the Father to love you, it's then from that relationship. Jesus Christ said, I come to do the will of the Father. Jesus Christ said, I speak nothing unless the Father gives me the, basically gives me the words to speak. His whole mission was a surrender to the will of the Father. That's our calling. Jesus says, you want to be my disciple? Deny yourself. Pick up your cross Mm -hmm. and follow me daily. Daily. So, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to challenge you with one question. 
Take time because God whispers to us. Take time. Ask the Holy Spirit to open up the eyes of your heart and then start a divine intimacy with the Father and ask him this question. Father, what would you like to do with me today as your son? To realize that God the Father delights in you. He created you out of love for love. He wants to go pitch ball with you. He wants to go play volleyball with you, go fishing with you, go take a walk, whatever. He wants to be included. Your heavenly father wants to be included in everything you do at the workplace, at church, at home, with your wife, with your children. He wants to love your spouse through you. In my case, my wife. God the Father wants to love his precious daughter through you. The Lord Jesus Christ wants to love his treasured sister through you. And the Holy Spirit wants to purely and passionately love his bride through you as a husband and a wife. Beautiful. So me, I want to stay on divine intimacy. I want to go into the deep water. And it all starts with your father. And it all starts with opening up to that relationship in through and with Jesus Christ so that we can be those lights in the darkness. And so there's a divine SOS in case you need it, a divine SOS. And the SOS stays an acronym that stands for silence. God whispers. You can't can't hear him in the noise. Obedience. God gave us the Ten Commandments as guides to love. And then the third is surrender. Mary, the first disciple, the one who gives us the example of how to live our lives, she surrendered fully. I am the handmaid of the Lord, the servant of the Lord. Boom, be it done to me according to your word. Boom, that's our journey. Ask the Father the question, sit and listen. Allow the Father to love you and have fun with him. So David talks about fishing uh, and putting out into the deep, and, and it reminds me of uh, Luke 5, where, you know, the Peter and his brother and the other two apostles, they've been fishing all night. They've caught nothing. So they're in the darkness right at night. They come in, and Jesus comes. He, he preaches, and then he says to Peter, Duke and Altum, put out into the deep. And, and Peter, an experienced fisherman, would have been like, Lord, there's nothing, nothing's biting today. <laughs> and, uh, and yet, what does he do? He, he, he just, he doesn't fear, he obeys, and he puts out, and he's, then Jesus says, cast the net. So Jesus doesn't cast the net. Peter has to cast the net. But when he does the work, it's mm-hmm. Jesus that fills it. It's it's the miracle of the fish, and and then the, there's more fish than they can put in both. You know they call their partners out and 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 that, but but we if we put out into the deep and we just trust in our Lord, and He's going to fill it. He's going to do the work and bear the fruit. But we have to still cast the net. We still have to do some of the work in the sense of getting out into the deep. And uh, so I think when it says everyone who acknowledges me before others, so if you've got a, a brother, a sister, a mother, a father, a neighbor that you've been 
you know, you just don't want to talk to them about our Lord. I would just challenge you to put out into the deep, take a chance, give God a chance to work through you to that person, to be a light to that person. Just if everyone that's listening to this show did that, imagine the, the souls that would be touched. And, and it's the whisper, right? God whispers to us, and then we, we're just sharing our story. Right? So when, when the Lord has come into our lives and he's touched our hearts and, he's, and he just worked, works just beautifully in, in, in relationships, just share that story. And, and it, it's your story. So uh, like you said earlier, Mark, it's not about beating him over the head. It's right. just sharing, sharing our story and, uh, and, and how God has worked through us. Absolutely. Or worked in us, in our lives. And I love to play volleyball. So just to give you a little story of divine intimacy. So my daughter for Father's Day wanted to play volleyball with me. I'm almost 60 years old. <laughs> she wanted to play sand volleyball doubles. I haven't played well for five years. And I'm like, Father, <clears throat> I need a little help. My daughter wants to do this with her dad because that's where her memories are from, playing volleyball with the family. So we invited some other family members. So we go to the sand court. I'm like, Father, please help me. I want to play. <laughs> no, but this is real. I want to play well tonight. So my daughter and I are on one side in the beginning of the five matches of sand volleyball, and these two young guys that are spikers are on the other side of the court in their 20s. And I'm like, you got to be kidding me. And we played. And you know what? We won. In fact, we won all five matches to 25. And I went, thank you, Father. Because I can guarantee you and promise you, I didn't have it in me. But the joy that I got playing with my daughter the joy that I got playing with the other family members as they got there was off the charts. But the joy and delight my father got to play along with me, I can't even imagine. Scripture tells us pray without ceasing. God the Father wants to be involved in every aspect of your life. Be not afraid to call on him, to ask, to knock, to seek. Daddy, Daddy, Abba, Father wants to be with you. Father wants to delight in everything you do. Invite him along. Take the journey. Go out into the deep and experience divine intimacy. You will become a light that people will say, I want what you have. And it all starts with that personal relationship with Jesus Christ. God bless each and every one of you. Have a great day. Bye-bye. Reflections from the Heart has been presented by Stewardship, a Mission of Faith. We hope that you've been blessed and encouraged as you listen to Reflections from the Heart. If so, you might consider participating in a Gospel Reflection group. For information on locations and times of Gospel Reflection Groups, or how to start a Gospel Reflection Group in your area, please visit our website at stewardshipmission.org and click on Gospel Reflection Groups, or call us at 717-367-0100. Stewardship, a Mission of Faith is a 501c3 nonprofit organization and depends on donations from people like you to make Reflections from the Heart possible. 
If you enjoyed this broadcast, please prayerfully consider making a tax-deductible donation by visiting our website or calling us at 717-367-0100. On behalf of David and the staff here at Stewardship, a Mission of Faith, thank you for listening. And until next time, may God bless, protect, and guide you on your journey home to Him. Thank you.